Hey, your legs crush. Yeah, oh, my legs crush. Yeah, don't worry about it. Everybody hurts. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's February 11, 2010. Time for your Gibbo Nation Media Assassination Episode 173. This is No Agenda. Monitoring the earthquake machine activation and coming to you live from the 13th floor of the Marriott Hotel in downtown San Francisco, the Crackpot Command Center, Gibbo Nation West. In California, good morning in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I'm disconnecting the earthquake machine. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Oh, if only you had that technology. You know, they had an earthquake in Chicago. Well, duh. 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 Well, of course. Is that the testing ground they're testing? No, it's not a test. It's we call that a shot over the bow, John. You think just because Obama and his boys are from Chicago and they won't let relinquish their positions as uh, pushing the CIA around that they're going to they're shaking it up a little bit over there. And that's it for the show. John has already done all my bits. We can now retire. Yeah, of course. Is that what you're suggesting? I am without a doubt suggesting this. There is the seismologists cannot understand why there was an earthquake. They say it makes no sense. There's not even a fault line anywhere near where the epicenter was. Of course, this was, this was like this was like a hey, listen. You think you're going to say something nasty about us in uh, Bloomberg, which was exactly so. There's this big report, this big article coming out in Bloomberg, and uh, in it, Obama really slams the uh, the bankers and their bonuses. And of course, we know there's a war between Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan, and you can only guess which side the CIA is on. Of course, they're on the side of you know Goldman Sachs. Because they're, you know, their their funding runs uh, parallel. How they get the money? Yeah, with the drugs from Afghanistan, etc. And uh, you know, so it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you think you're gonna say something nasty about our bonuses here? Here, watch this. Here, 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 here. And uh, so they shake up. The sound of an earthquake. No, I don't have any earthquake jingles. So they uh, they fire up the earthquake machine. They just give a little ruffle over there in Chicago. Boom! The title of the article changes to Obama doesn't mind too much about the bonuses. They just changed the title of the article. This is, exactly, is that right? Yes. This is. Ex- I have. That's in the show notes. Noagendashow dot com. Um, By the way, want, those show notes are fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, we're getting a lot of notes from students that give us a five dollar a month donation and say, "I'm just a student. I can, you know, I can just afford this." But uh, those show notes are fantastic. I use them in my papers. I use them for the the, the debates in class and things like that. Yeah, if if you want to actually get thrown out of school, they're real handy. <laughs> so, by the way, people, I, I would recommend to any students. We do have younger listeners. Uh, well, of course, anyone's younger than I am. They uh, <laughs> I beat you to it. The uh, these are great show notes. There's a lot of good material there. So the headline: Obama begrudges quote about not begrudging bonuses. So this is from okay, yesterday. Wait, wait, wait! You have to document the fact that this quote, that this headline changed and this quote changed after the earthquake and not before. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. So uh, this is from yesterday. So yesterday, yesterday, two days ago, uh, Bloomberg News ran excerpts from a forthcoming Bloomberg Business Week story under the headline, Obama doesn't begrudge bonuses for blank fine and diamond. But that's what what it came out as. Um, Because the White House complained, if you actually read the quote in the article, I, like most American people, don't begrudge people's success or wealth. 
That's part of the free market system. I do think that the compensation packages that we've seen over the last decade at least have not matched up always to performance. I think that shareholders oftentimes have not had any significant say in the pay structures for CEOs. So that's definitely a slam after and all. And the, the shareholders own the company. Yep. And so that's a that's a major slam towards uh, towards the bankers because of course all these bonuses came out. So they hit the button. They uh, they roll the ground out <laughs> what there. Was that in sound Chicago. again? That's exactly what it sounds like. By the way, Not bad. So they roll the ground and they're like, uh, oh crap. Oh, uh, let's say just see he doesn't begrudge the bankers. That'll sound good. So the article doesn't really change. There's a lot. I got other news. There's a lot of uh, news, AP news stories that are retracted, um, you know, because people are basically debunking them. Yeah, you know, AP is has got to be state controlled, one way or the other. Ministry of Truth. But before we digress, John, why don't we talk about uh, the executive producer for episode one seven three of No Agenda? Yes, we have one executive producer, uh, and uh, he is. I have to do this. I, I, we, we, we're doing a special promotion that's uh, separate from the show. Uh, and so, the, unfortunately, the spreadsheet mixes everything together. So I've got like a mess on my hands. But uh, <laughs> so what else is new? <laughs> I, really? I need help. I need a secretary. Yeah. <laughs> a hot one. Well, so, duh. Duh. <laughs> Gary Later. Uh, Gary Later? Gary Lader, L-A-D-E-R, $444, a lucky four. And he is in... It's not uh, ladder? It's, it's later, not ladder? L-A-D-D... Uh, what's here? L-A-D-E-R. It's oh, D-E-R. I thought you said double D. Gary Lader. Okay. Yeah, Gary Lader, who is in... Hold on. In uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, which is a beautiful place, by the way. And I have, by the way, Gary, I have a uh, hoodie, and uh, Adam will attest to this, with the Richmond Spiders, University of Richmond hoodie. Yeah, when I was rummaging through your closet, I saw it. I can confirm it. One of these, uh, it's one of the great NAA football teams in the country. Anyway, 444, and he says, uh, No Agenda is now underwritten, making a, a joke, a meta joke, by M-A-T-D-E-P-O-T dot com. Matt DePot. Wait a minute. Let me write. M-A-T what? D-E-P-O-T. D-E-P-O-T. Dot com. Dot com. What is that? Is that I don't know. You haven't looked at it? <laughs> I just noticed this thing now. I just noticed a note. <laughs> well, it's kind of important I mean, if he wants, the guy wants to promote something. <laughs> yeah, it could be like... <laughs> it could be bad. It could be really, really bad. Anyway, Gary Lader from uh, Virginia... Virginia, you said? Yeah, uh, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Rich, Richmond, Virginia. Not just Virginia. No, you are now officially the uh, executive producer and the only producer, which means yeah, that's kind of that's like a super status. If uh, if the credit roll goes by and say, wow, that that was the only guy. I mean, he put well, all he his, did put up enough to make up for it. Yeah, no kidding. You are the executive producer of No Agenda episode one seven three. Put it on your resume. It will get you jobs. It's guaranteed. Uh, we've seen it happen many, many times, and uh, and it also looks cool, and you might be able to pick up some chicks. And just remember, you now can also hold our motto. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. And by the way... 
that motto is very appropriate because uh, Madeapot.com, which is also a part of the uh, TotalMaw.com Martial Arts Supply Company. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so if we're ever in Richmond, Virginia, we have uh, protection, guaranteed. Hold on a second. I may have the wrong URL. Oh, crap. No. <laughs> Please. Please don't tell me that. That's a good one, though. Is okay. it, it's a different URL? It's a whole different yeah. site? No, it's, a, it's. let me see what we got here. Oh, okay. Oh, this is actually better. Okay. What is he, it? That's mattdepot.com. M-A-T-T or one, two? No, M-A-T, Matt, like Matt, like four yeah. mats. And yeah. he got, he puts the, the, I need one for my kitchen. Uh, he does all these crazy uh, entrance mats, ent- exit mats, uh, floor mats, anti-fatigue Oh, mats. okay. So you could have an in the morning uh, welcome mat. I could have a, uh, we could, an in-the-morning welcome mat. I, like I would that. think of an anti-fatigue mat. This is stuff you find in restaurants and stuff. So oh. that's a good business to be in. So Matt Depot, duh. <laughs> uh, I just got up. Okay. Nice. So I'm in the... Uh, <laughs> Matt Depot. I'm in the, uh, on the 13th floor of the Marriott Hotel in downtown San Francisco. As There's we are no m- such thing as the 13th shut floor up, of any hotel in the United up, States. Shut up. As we are, what well, you know, that's really ridiculous because thirteen is actually a holy number. It's actually a very lucky number. Why, you know, was this like something that decided long, long ago? It's like we don't want anyone to know the power of thirteen, so let's I just think, say it's unlucky. I think well, that means you're actually on the, when you're on the fourteenth floor, you're on the lucky thirteenth. I I would like somebody. I don't know the tra- I don't know where this unlucky thirteen traces to. Well, but I know you, if you're playing you do know crap, that it, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you something real. And like, if you're playing craps, you know, the dice game, and you throw 13, that's bad luck. Right. But in general, in the... Everybody it, out there will get that, but you. If, well, I don't play craps. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Is 13 good if you play craps? Were you, were you messing with me? <laughs> Never mind. Uh-uh. I really don't understand. I don't play craps. I, yeah. I, I don't go to casinos. I like my hookers and blow in my hotel room. Yeah, I'm just saying you. you and we, we play letters on that one. We play spin the bottle. Well, that's a better game, but <laughs> so, so no. But seriously, in 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 mystic numbers, uh, power comes from one, three, twenty, thir- uh, thirteen, twenty. These are all really powerful numbers, and somewhere along the line, it was like, oh, this is bad luck. And the fact that they don't have a thirteenth floor in hotel rooms in America is kind of weird. Well, it's also weird is that in China, eight is the big lucky number. Well, eight eight is also a very uh, powerful number. Um, in fact, if you, it's a it's a known fact, fact, John. You know, as in uh, science. science. If you're feeling kind of down and depressed, if you draw eights on a piece of paper continuously, you'll actually uh, feel more peaceful. <laughs> I'm doing it now. <laughs> You're skating figure eights as we speak. So, um, all right, we a couple of things we got to take care of. Uh, uh, I mean, the old, this getting old news. We at least we at least should review it for the purposes since we did discuss it beforehand. Uh, and I'm talking about the Super Bowl in particular. Oh, okay. 
And the fact that all the fuss made by the left-wing media, oh, Thom Hartman, oh, <laughs> Democracy Now!, oh, everybody in between, about how horribly propagandistic the Tim Tebow commercial is going to be. And so you're watching the Super Bowl, and this Tim Tebow commercial, which is supposed to is, is sponsored by some uh, right-to-life uh, church yeah, minister. Wasn't it Planned uh, Parenthood? Wasn't that the whole, the whole thing? No, Planned Parenthood were the people that were dead set against it. They wanted free time to, oh, to yeah. repute, to rebut. Oh, that's re- right. <laughs> this horrible commercial. Yeah. There, you know, it's, I, it seemed like a 20-second commercial, too, which I thought was weird, but maybe it was longer. No, I think it was a 30. I'm pretty sure it was Whatever the case was, it has Tim Tebow's mom coming on. Hi, I'm Tim Tebow's mom or so. She said, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so. And then Tebow comes out of the blue and knocks her on her ass. Yeah, which was funny. It was kind of funny. And by the way, and I heard all a whole bunch of people going, like, "Oh, it was violence against women." <laughs> it was a horrible ad. It, it promotes violence against women. And I will say that many commercials in this year's Super Bowl involved hitting other people. Did you notice? Oh, there's that? a lot of commercials I thought were. I thought the most disgusting set of commercials was, was from Doritos. Yeah, it was like you know, bopping the people guy was, on the he, head. He, he was killed. He was intimidated by a small black man. Uh, there was a um, the first one I can't remember, but it was it was the worst one. It was an S and M commercial where the where the dog where a dog had strapped a bark collar on a guy. And <laughs> yeah, zapping him. <laughs> it was like very violent. All of it was violent. Yeah, it was totally violent. I don't get why Doritos it feels a need to be that way. Now, what, the that, best, I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to say the best commercial, in my opinion, I didn't write about this or anything, but I didn't notice. I didn't really follow much after the game was over, but was I thought was the Bud Light commercial where, all, where there was a house made out of Bud Light cans yeah, was that still funny. had Bud Light in them. Yeah, that was okay. I, mean, I just thought it was very funny. In general, it was like, uh, whatever. I don't think any of the commercials are great. I kind of like the Green Police. That was that was humorous. Volkswagen. I thought that was that commercial funny. got a lot of a. Uh, that was an Audi commercial, by the way. Was it Audi? I thought it was Volkswagen. Well, it's yeah, the same it, company. It got a lot of you know what what kind of fascists are running Audi that? You no, know, it was it was humorous. Uh, what I liked about it is if you're a greenie, you would go like, "Oh, good, this is the future. We can look forward to it." And if you were you know if you're like us and you know a little bit more. Normal. <laughs> then you're like, oh, it's funny. You know, it's just funny. I thought it was absolutely funny because, yeah, that's what I how I envisioned the green police. I envisioned them uh, riding around little electric golf carts, <laughs> you know, trying to take away my styrofoam cup. That's awesome. I liked it. I thought that was very cute. No, I don't, but in general. Like, well, anyway, let's get back to the point. The point was, so Tebow comes out, and then the two of them cro- stand up, and she dusts off, and and she says, uh, she, they say hello, essentially. Uh, How you doing? And uh, Tim Tebow seems like a nice enough guy, and then that was about the end of it. And then they have a, just a, a le- website or a phone number. So I think it was a website for the yeah. for the group, and that was the end of it. So this to so to so everybody got all worked up about how controversial this is going to be, and it's an advocacy ad again. Of course, nobody saw the ad, but they yeah. didn't mind spouting off about it with all kinds of bigoted comments. And I thought that the entire left-wing media should be ashamed of themselves for the reaction to this thing. So I was watching uh, CNBC. Uh, I think this was the... was Maybe this was Friday. When was it? No, it was probably uh, before the game. And of course, there's no markets are open on Sunday, so they're doing all kinds of kooky stuff. And this must have been taped a couple days before. So they have a picture of Ben Bernanke, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, 
and they're showing it in like a, maybe it's some press conference or something. They're showing it to the Colts players, right? And they're saying, "Do you know who this man is?" Listen to this. Who is this man? Uh, I want to say Ben Bernanke. Who is this guy? He looks like a crook. He looks like a crook. Yeah. Why? <laughs> he just got that look about him, man. Like he just out to take everything you own. <laughs> That's uh, Daniel Muir. <laughs> He's like, he looked like a crook. He looks like a crook. Why? He just got that look about him. <laughs> like, yes. Well, that guy nailed it. <laughs> Listen to it again. It's so funny. Listen to it. Hold on. Play, stupid YouTube. Oh, man, I loved it. Here. He looked like a crook. Thank you. Who is this guy? He looks like a crook. He looks like a crook. Yeah. Why? He just got that look about him, man. Like, he just out to take everything you own. <laughs> he just out to take anything you own. <laughs> so how many of the players recognized him? They only I only got these two. I only no. got these two. I love it, though. <laughs> he looks like a crook, man. He just got that look about him. He take anything you own. <laughs> Hell yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. So what else we got? Oh, dude, I've got so much stuff. I've got so much. I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, I'd love to start over in Gitmo Nation East in uh, in Europe. You know what they call the uh, the countries who are now uh, severely in debt and are screwing up the euro? They call them the pigs. Yeah, the uh, Portugal, uh, uh, Ireland, Ireland, Greece, and Spain. And Italy, that's two two eyes in pigs. Maybe the Italy is for uh, is that for Italy? Uh, the eyes yeah, could also no, it's be Italy for and Ireland. Ireland. Italy? Too big. Right. Yeah. So they call well, them you the, know what Italy the happened. They, what Italy did? I mean, people were bitching about this when it first happened, and it finally caught up to them when they pegged the you know the lira. You used to be able to go to Italy and you'd you take five bucks and you get ten million <laughs> lira, lira. live it up. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as they they pegged the lira, they they mis they mispegged the lira to the euro, so it became how did Italy become so expensive? And over time, you know, people finally stopped going there, and I think they lost a lot of money on the deal. They yeah. put themselves in a hole. Well, of course, what, what's actually happening is that all these countries are severely in debt, and uh, and so that affects the euro overall. And when I say debt, it's like we're looking at 12 to, conservatively speaking, 12 to 20% of, uh, of GDP. Is that it? I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's supposed to be like three. That's that's what they all agreed upon when they set the union up. They said, mm-hmm. oh, let's make it 3%. Yeah, wait, 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 wait until we get to 115. Yeah, well, we're close. We're at like 97. Um, I think 80-something. No, I think it's a little higher than that. But anyway. Well, not 97. But anyway, go on. Uh, I have actual data in the show notes that says 97, okay? Well, you, know, they, you know, they keep raising that level. They just raised it again. We need to spend more. Oh, let's just raise yeah, we the need level. To borrow more, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. hey, you know, I, we're not starving to death. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so, um, uh, so now, of course, the question is what's going to happen because th- there's only two ways to go. <clears throat> One is, um, well, actually, three ways to go. One is the European Union uh, jumps in and bails them out, and Germany's already saying, Nein! Nein! Du Schweinen! which is German for pigs. And, uh, and of course, they can raise taxes, which is, uh, they're too late with that because now everyone in these countries has moved their money out. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. got some dough. It's like, that's the way they did let's that. Let's move that out. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, the third option is to take money from the IMF, which is, of course, from the, that's, a, that's basically the richest people in the world. They've got their own little bank there and they've got the World Bank and, 
you know, they're uh, so essentially, you know, you go into more debt and then, you know, they'll default on that. And then uh, the bankers will take all your shit, you know, like the like the Colts uh, player just said, they'll take everything you own. Yeah, that's the idea. Now, what's interesting is that uh, the chancellor of the Exchequer, Alistair Darling, so he's the, like the CFO of uh, Gitmo Nation East UK. He says, ah, uh, oh, you know, it's not going to be a problem for us. And of course, it hit me. Well, duh. It's so smart of these Brits. You know, they, they knew this was happening. They knew it was going to be a complete takedown. They wanted to bring down every single country in Europe. So they said, you know what? We're not going to participate in that euro thing. So they can just keep printing their own money. They've got their own deal. They don't have to be affected by it. They can, they can uh, run their own show, which is probably really smart from their perspective. Sounds smart to me. And uh, but anyway, this is exactly what happened in. Uh, if you have not read the book, we've discussed it many times in this program. Confessions of an Economic Hitman, a great book. Uh, this is exactly how they did it in uh, in uh, in Africa, many countries around the South world. South America, we used to South America. In yeah, they uh, they go in. They uh, you know you need the money. They pay off the leaders to take these huge loans, and of course, these loans can only be used to buy crap from America. And uh, and then when they default, it's like, oh, did you read the fine print? Yes, we now own everything. We come to take away all you own. And uh, and that's what's going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, so what's wrong with that? Well, what would be wrong is I was reading, um, you know, I read Market Watch, which, of course, you, you write for Market Watch. So I have to say most people who write for Market Watch, I hold in high regard. Uh, and Paul B. Farrell writes for Market Watch. Are you yeah. familiar with him? I don't. Uh, yeah. So uh, he says, uh, opening of his Market Watch article: Wake up, investors! Are you prepared for the economic anarchy coming after the global debt time bomb explodes? <laughs> Are you thinking outside the box, investing differently? Act now! Tomorrow will be too late. And he, of course, is recommending um, investing in gold. And weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. No. <laughs> it's really great. He says, you know, there's, so the, you can only be a part of one of two economic classes in America's 300 million citizen uh, population. You can be your average Joe and Jane American, which means you're one of 299 million people with your income average is $50,000. Um, Essentially, you're going to be on uh, food stamps or you're one of the happy conspiracy insiders and uh, you're doing 600000 to $10 million uh, a year and you're going to be just fine. So it uh, sounds like most of us will get screwed. Now, I was reading the, the president's uh, economic report. I haven't read through the whole thing yet. It came out yesterday. And uh, in it, he actually writes of the Great Recession of 2008-2009. I mean, it actually names it that. And of course, we're headed for the for the dreaded double dip. We're screwed. 2013. I think you're pretty much dead on, John, with your prediction. I think oh, that's yeah. when it all comes. There's nothing we can apart. do about it. 2013. We're screwed. Yeah, and uh, it's really that, that it's, doesn't mean things can't go well for a while. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be great for a little while. Uh, you know, Australia though is also in deep, deep kimchi, which is Swahili for crap. Um, and that's why all the central bankers met down there in Australia. They're like, all right, what are we going to do? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's time to just pull the trigger, blow that shit up. 
Well, I don't know. You don't seem to. You seem very uh, calm about all of this. You don't seem to care. No, because well, there's a reason for that. Because I'm I'm a cyclic cyclicist. I don't know what the right word is, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> You're just like Lance, Lance Armstrong, essentially. No, it's a cyclist. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so maybe that's maybe it's the same word, cyclist. Whatever the case is, uh, I don't think there's anything much you can do about it. I think that the, you can try to toy with the problem and see if you can make it. You know, there have to, I, I hate to bring this up because I think it bores a lot of people. But there was, you know, if, if you follow the cycle, there should have been a market crash uh, in uh, 1849, followed by a massive depression, and there really actually wasn't until 1857. It was actually put off. Uh, and in 1857, we had a lot of uh, economists and uh, historians believe it was our first true depression uh, collapse, which is in 1857. And there's all like a lot of books written about it. I don't I, think you bore anyone with that. I think people enjoy very much hearing about history that they can't get anywhere else. Isn't that kind of what the show is about? Kind of, but it, but this you know it's kind of old news, to say the least. So anyway, in eighteen forty nine, I'm always was always baffled by that, and I think a lot of people follow the economic eighty and forty year cycles. Uh, you know, they try to come with other cycles. They 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 say, well, this cycle doesn't work, and then they have a couple of minor example, well, major examples in eighteen forty nine. There's nothing happened, and then I realized that at the time that uh, with the discovery of gold and silver all over the place, it pumped something like three trillion dollars in that. Y- in that old money into the economy, which propped everything up for until 1857, and which could easily happen with us just printing more money because gold uh, doesn't have any intrinsic value, especially when they flooded the market with it, uh, which is equivalent of something like 30 trillion or 40 trillion of today's dollars, 15 to 40, depending on how you do the calculation, and which was enough to keep it. Well, we're not going to have a depression with all this free money flying around and all this free free money was flying around, which is what, why, by the way, I don't, I'm not too worked up about the fact that we're printing money. Anyway, but when you're looking at the analysis of the 1857 crash, and you see what, what caused it, and people have all these different reasons, and one of, it, one of the reasons which kept cropping up was that it was too much money. It was essentially all this gold flowing into the market was it was like the printing presses being turned on. Really? It was the exact same equivalent, and it didn't. But it, it managed to stave off the disaster until 1857. Right. So that, I think that's that would what it be always great. does. Quantitative easing, whether it's gold or paper or whatever or twigs. As long as, you, as there's more of it coming into the market, it, of course it'll um, it'll stave something off. But eventually it comes. I mean, that's just oh, the way yeah, it no, goes. you can't avoid the cycle. Is the cycle so the worst? The best case scenario is that we just flood the market with with cheap money. Hopefully, don't go into hyperinflation, which we have not done with a zero interest rate. Uh, so, so that's been working actually very well, even though people moan about it. And the best case scenario is that we can push off the disaster away from 2013 into 2017, which would be the equivalent of 1857 in the olden days. And then we'd have this unbelievable collapse. But the 1857 phenomenon, I think it only lasted three years of, of right. abject misery. But uh, Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say that it will probably not happen in 2013. If you're calling 2017, I'll have to go with that. I think that's a pretty safe bet. 
Well, I'm calling it, but if, say, something weird happens, like uh, we get uh, Obama gets booted out, which is a lot, it was a possibility in 2012, and some bonehead comes in, a Republican. By the way, this would ruin the Republican Party forever. And then all of a sudden says, oh, what is this? we can't keep printing this money. This is not right. Let's go back to the gold standard and do something crazy. Right. And the next thing you know, the collapse happens the next year. The Republican gets blamed, like Herbert Hoover. And then, and then the Democrats just walk. They got it made for the next forever. It's it's kind of important that uh, that that not happen. Well, it's going to be very interesting. Just saying, oh, well, you know, we're going to take back Congress. I don't think they're going to take back Congress. And they're going to do this and they're going to do that. But I think they're setting themselves up for a worse, you know, worse situation. Well, no, fact, that was a- no, but first of all, we know it's one party. There's no difference between the Republicans yeah, and the Democrats. The bankers run them both. I mean, so we know that. And I think yeah. that, that, you know, and by the way, I think we have to take our props right now. Um, the, uh, the tea bag, the tea party, tea bag, the tea party has, of course, been hijacked. Uh, it's been hijacked uh, by the people who are running Sarah Palin. And by the way, did we call it or not? Every, all I could see everywhere, even that dickhead uh, Gibbs, all they were doing was, Harping on Sarah Palin's uh, uh, crib notes on her hand. That's all. That's all they did. Did you see Gibbs? Oh yeah. Let me just see if I can find the. Uh, yeah, Gibbs had a, a butter. Here it is. Uh, now I've, uh, I've I've got the uh, I've got the the audio here. Hold on a second. Oh, it was unbelievable. And but even the reporters are going like, "Oh, dude, no, you didn't. Oh, tell me you didn't go there." Here it is. This is uh, Robert Gibbs at one of his famous press conferences speaking on behalf of the president As of the United States. You saw in the presidential campaign the entire. Uh, oh, I wrote a few things down. <laughs> and he and he makes this condescending. I wrote. Uh, uh, it's a little slew for some reason. I wrote, I wrote eggs, milk, and bread. <laughs> I crossed out. You're so funny, Robert. <laughs> You're hilarious. Bread, just so I can make uh, pancakes for Ethan if it snows. <laughs> and then, then I wrote down hope and change. <laughs> just in, in case I, I hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> He's such a dick. He's a he dick, a douchebag. Uh, and he thinks he's funny. Oh, and he's and he's so not. And he makes that face that just makes you want to hit him in the mouth. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he's he's a oh, he's a, such a dick. Ugh. I don't care who he's talking for. He's just a dick. He's one of those guys in school who had a big keychain. You know what I mean? You know those kids? Yeah, it could be. So anyway, so even Ron Paul came out now, and of course, uh, we've we said this. We said this is wrong, John. You called it weeks ahead of time. You said, "Uh oh, it looks like they're pushing Sarah Palin uh, into the Tea Party movement," which was started by Ron Paul. So here's uh, this from Raw Story. In the face of several elect- electoral challenges from Tea Party connected candidates, Texas Republican Congressman Ron Paul cautioned in a recent in- recent interview that neocon influence is infiltrating the movement he is often credited for creating. Yeah, but he's not even credited for it anymore. And he actually said, I don't have the audio. He actually said this uh, on Rachel Maddow's show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it's gotten so bad because he, he Ron has to Paul, go to the left yeah, wing yeah, exactly. to get his voice heard. He know Ron Paul knows that Fox is behind this. 
Which of course, and of course, he knows the game. He knows that Fox is also run by the Democrats, so he has to get someone. He has to get his message out because that you know that no one on Fox wants yeah. uh, wants but that they, message but out. The only now. Way, way he can do it is by 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 self humiliating himself and by going, going on the Rachel, Rachel Maddow, Maddow yeah. show. How crazy! And did she, and I don't know if she did a wrong, <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. So she's like, "Wow, man!" So do not follow what is happening there. Um. God, it's, you know, it's so funny because we saw this happen in the Netherlands. And uh, this was with uh, Pim Fortuyn, who was often called the Le Pen of Holland, incorrectly, I might add, who I oh, knew that personally. Oh, that guy, the right winger. He was a right winger, but he was, he, he's a, he was a very intelligent, beautiful man. I knew him personally. They, they portrayed him over here as a dangerous Hitler. Well, he was not a Hitler, and he and first of all, he was like gayer than gay can be, gay can be. He was a sweet man. He wouldn't hurt a fly, and openly so. Uh, but all he said was, he said, you know, this multicultural stuff, it ain't gonna work. He said, you know, we've got to stop this uh, the Islamification of uh, of Holland, and his party was uh, set to win by a an unprecedented landslide. And then two weeks before the election, he uh, he basically, he literally got two to the head. In fact, he got like five to the head. And uh, outside a radio studio where friends of mine had actually just interviewed him. And uh, and, you know, and that was a hit, by the way, because there were multiple cartridges and they got some whacked out guy uh, who said he was an animal activist. And that, oh, I hate that, you know, it's just a crazy animal activist. And so they off the guy because they were like, oh, shit. What's, that, this can't happen. We can't have him. The con, someone's going to take over. And they killed him. They literally killed him. Mm. So, you know, it's like, you know that it's much more friendly to just hijack the Tea Party instead of killing people. So, uh, and it's much smarter for them. Because, you know, people will follow Sarah Palin. Yeah, yeah. She's, I mean, she's likable. And by the I way, I, I think, I think C-SPAN is also becoming unreliable. With uh, the things they show and don't show, there's a lot of things they don't show. You have to. What what is good is you have to go to cspan.org, and they have a. It's a beta right now, but they have the video library, and actually that's where they have everything. Most of the stuff they don't show, you have to go find there. But what's cool about it is you can search the entire uh, transcript, which is oh, from the closed captions. Nice. Yeah, it's from the closed captions. You can search by person, by transcript, by uh, by session. But it's a lot of work. You know, it's really, it's a lot of work. Hence our demand for uh, donations or request or begging is what it is, let's face it. Uh, we're a little early. Do you want to do that now? I don't think we should No, do no, that no. Now. I just no. thought I'd throw in an extra one there. Yeah, so nice. um, I want to, I have a couple clips uh, talking about uh, C-SPAN. Oh, nice. I found a peculiar, they had a peculiar, I just want to talk about a couple of memes that are starting to crop up that are bothering me. Um, one of them, by the way, was in the, which I think is going to be quite funny, it's going to be a very humorous meme that um, was started by a Super Bowl ad done by Google. Google which, can, can, I, can I just, yeah, go ahead, talk about the, the, the Google ad. I want to say something about that in a minute as well. 
Google did an ad, the first ad they've ever done, and I think they finally got sick of seeing these Bing ads, and they're probably defensive thinking that Microsoft's going to do an ad on the Super Bowl. I don't believe they did. I watched the game, I didn't see, and I watched all the ads, and I did not see uh, a Microsoft ad that I, unless I was in the bathroom or something. It would make sense. No, I don't anyway, think there was one. No. No. So they did an ad, and it was a no voice, no voice ad, and it was just showing a Google uh, search box, and then the, somebody was searching for, like, you know, how to get a date, and then how, what do you do after you know, where to get flowers and it was like a story that they'd actually told in 30 seconds or so of clicking on different things and then apparently and then getting setting up a finding a church to get married in in Paris and it was actually kind of sweet and it was interesting and it was actually compelling to watch so now we're starting to see people you know doing taking the, you know doing these videos in the same can, can same I, can I just say one thing about the Google ad before you move on yeah uh, I was appalled um, by the story they told, I thought, you know, obviously it was a cute, cute way to do it because it was, uh, you know, fall in love. But then, like, he had to fall in love with some French chick. And instead of being realistic, like, you know, how do I remove facial hair? No. And, you know, why didn't they just do a hot California <laughs> oh, chick? Why did well, it have to I be a French chick? It, I didn't like I didn't, it. I wouldn't mind this commentary. It, I mean, I would normally object to this commentary, this this kind of uh, jingoistic uh, commentary from you. But the fact of the matter is, I'm looking over uh, since we're doing a, a separate campaign for our donations, and I've noticed a couple of interesting things. One, yeah, nobody, no, from, nobody France from France, nobody from France, of course nobody not. from France listens to the show. And you know where else? Another place you don't listen to the show? India. Huh. We've had one person in the whole couple of years we've been doing this that has ever given us money from one person gave us like I think it's a five I don't know what this is a subscription or something but one uh, France you know zero the point is is that uh, you go ahead and insult the French I thought the thing was very well done but the meme is that now people are copying it so it's kind of like that Hitler movie where people put keep putting <laughs> subtitles over yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're doing you know like how you know somebody's looking for guns and then they're looking at <laughs> how to do a hitman and then, you know, <laughs> well and, and, and I love that but I, I just will say Google, 100% evil. Um, they've acquired all these uh, companies that were funded by QTEL, which is the CIA's venture capital farm in, uh, arm, including uh, Keyhole, which, of course, is Google Earth. They've now got a partnership with the NSA, which nobody is questioning. No one is up in arms about the spooks being in at Google. And we already know Sergey and Brynn have said, yeah, we're, we're going to get out. We're going to sell our shares. Well, of course, because that they can't agree with what's happening. It's all Eric Schmidt and it's the CIA, NSA. They are in there. They are looking up your skirt. Def and Google Chrome, by the way, evil. Google Chrome is evil. So the, uh, you know, you know, it's always been the Nexus one is evil. It's always been assumed. Well, there goes our sponsorship from Google. Hell yeah. Uh, so the, it's always been assumed, by the way, in some corners of Silicon Valley that both uh, Oracle and Sun Microsystems had heavy uh, connections to the uh, CIA because of the, they'd use their servers and database to do what they have to I do. Was on, uh, on the most, the NSA. I was on yeah. the most advanced frigate uh, the Dutch Marines invited me on. And it's the one with the, uh, on top, it has what they call the goal catcher, which is this amazing rocket array that, you know, within like a third of a second, they can focus on something 600 miles away and then shoot off and blow it out of the sky a minute later. I mean, unbelievable. And I was in the command center because, you know, it was like an open day for friends and family. 
And I'm down there. I'm like, hey, this is all Solaris. It's all, you know, and I was like, open up terminals and running, uh, you know, just running X windows <laughs> to open up the X clock and, uh, what is it? Uh, Tetris and all this stuff, which comes stand. It's all sun. It's all sun microsystem stuff. That's, that's all they run over there. So yeah, of course, it's, it's all military. And uh, Eric Schmidt was the chief scientist for Sun Microsystems during those years. Yeah. So, b- bada bing. So, I'm sure he has connections. And so, now the NSA is looking at everything you do when you go online. But they're looking for, they're doing it for your own good. Yeah, it's, it's to stop child pornography, John. I know. This is very <laughs> important. They're terror- doing important work. And terrorism. Yes, ch- from China. I'm sorry. I, 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 should, I should take back all of my... Uh, my evil speak about Google because they're doing it for our good. I feel safe now. I think I'm going to go over there next week and get a free lunch. So, uh, where was I? Oh, yes. So, meanwhile, you were talking about something or other that led me to whatever I just said. Uh, so, I got this clip uh, C-SPAN. I had an event which was called, find my note, uh, it was called The Future of Culture of, of American Culture. And they had, and I'm talking about memes, by the way, so I just did the Google one, and now I'm going to talk about the other one. The Future of American Culture. I want you to play two clips. One, uh, I think there's one that's called Mud Hut or something like that. This is just kind of introductory clip. I don't clip have that. Well, I don't have Mud Hut. <sighs> I have uh, USA as Woman. No, that's the second clip I want you to play. Uh, Kit Bond bit- Bitching? No. Well, then I'm... There's Vol- only I have two clips. Oh, Volga German sod huts. Got it. Yes, there you go. Play it now? Yeah. My immigrant grandparents of beloved memory on my mother's side of the family came here as children, impoverished Germans from Russia, so-called Volga Germans. They did stoop labor in the sugar beet fields of northern Colorado, living at first in sod huts, finding themselves covered with layers of dirt as they awakened every morning. What, they didn't wash? <laughs> What's up with that? They were in a sod, they were in a mud hut. A <laughs> hut made from sod. Where, in America? Yeah. Really? Yeah, but that's the way they live in Colorado. Come on, have you ever been there? <laughs> it's beautiful in Colorado. Well, they live in mud. They live in, apparently they live in mud. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so this this event at at Regent University, and there and it has a big picture of Reagan. There's all these people there, and they're all very serious about this and that. And not I don't know if you'll realize that Regent University is Pat Robertson's you know personal university. Oh, right. He's yeah. the chancellor, and it's got an endowment of 186 million according to Wikipedia, and uh, you know it's supposed to be a it's actually it's, it's a Christian uh, right wing to just create leaders kind of and inject him into the system. And this woman was, uh, I got her name, John, Jean, Jean Bethke Elstein or something like that. She's an ethics professor at the University of Chicago. And so, but I'm listening to her. I'm thinking maybe I get something out of this, listening to these speeches, and I'm getting bored stiff, especially by her. But I did pick up something that I thought was kind of interesting. If you play the USA as Woman clip, uh, I, I want to discuss this for a second. How quickly, this is America after all, how quickly things went from that economic hardship and daily relentless toil 
to grandchildren and great-grandchildren now being doctors, lawyers, teachers, civic benefactors of all kinds, most importantly, mothers and fathers, as were their grandparents and great-grandparents before them, deeding a legacy of decency, hard work, love of family, love of country. Now, how could I possibly condemn a country that made all this possible for me and for so many others? The element of loathing and resentment in so much contemporary criticism coming from people who are living lives America made possible, I'm thinking here of the professoriate especially, is simply beyond me. So I will remain a connected critic, a critical patriot, one who understands what an astonishing proposition America is and how she must never be an object of idolatry, but neither should she be an object of scorn. Huh. What the hell is that all about? I, she needs to be bitch slapped. Why is America a she all of a sudden? Well, don't and you? And this is at the, by the way, being a speech being given at this uh, uh, Regent University, which I thought was interesting. Nobody called her on it. It's like, I mean, for one thing, the United States of America is a country. It doesn't have a gender, male or female. It's not the fatherland. Maybe she's trying to, you know, say it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like to me, it's not even, you know, the homeland is a questionable usage, as we talked about last week, because it assumes we're an empire. And, uh, but it's not a she. I mean, there's Mother Russia is the last she that I know of. It was always Mother Russia and the fatherland fighting with each other constantly, Germany and, and Russia. But, but is, this, is this a meme that's trying to sneak into the scheme of things that, you know, she's a great country? Well, let me... I always said it's a great country. It doesn't have a gender. It's an it. I, I will say this, that if you uh, go back into uh, theology and mysticism and mythology and spiritualism, the concept that actually women used to rule the world and men were pretty much there to uh, be covered in dirt and, uh, and fornicate, uh, I think there is a very strong movement, and I think it's, uh, prob- it's probably cyclical as well, that women are positioning themselves to become the leaders of uh, the world again. So is this, uh, we were talking about the women who ruined the world during the Roman Empire uh, 2,000 years ago? Or tw- yeah, sure. Or, sure. Or, or was it the women running the things when, during the Chinese era? Or, uh, all, of know, that. all of that. I don't know about women. What, what woman about, emperor was there in Cle- the Roman Empire? Well, how about Cleopatra? Okay. Well, okay. then he had a woman. It's like Margaret Thatcher. They're part yes. of the system. They're not, it's not a matriarchy. No, but, but if you... If you read the the literature, you will find that that uh, women pretty much ruled, and you see more and more what of literature? this. Literature. When was this? Okay, this is, uh, a, this is a feminist argument. I've heard it a million times. It that play, it has absolutely zero application to what we're doing today. It's some idealistic thing. This is like saying you read the literature about how Africa was like so far advanced. It's, it, it, we're close to having space travel, like you know, five thousand years ago. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I think this is irrelevant nonsense. And the bringing of she into the picture is is totally bogus. I'm not. I'm not. 
condemning it or approving it either way, I believe that this is where it's coming from. I feel this movement and I feel that this is something that is happening. And, you know, I I talk to a lot of women and I will tell you that that I hear more often than not. And by the way, I'm all for it. Go for it. Women say, oh, if women were were running the world, then there would be no war to be great. Yeah, I hear this a lot. And I wouldn't mind them taking over. Is the goddess of war a woman? No, she's the goddess of destruction, actually. Okay, whatever. (laughs) And by the way, do you know that at the the Large Hadron Collider, which they're firing up again, do you know that there is a statue of Shiva uh, (laughs) above the entrance? I think you mentioned this once before. It's hilarious. It's unbelievable. An actual, the goddess of destruction above the entrance of uh, the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, I want somebody to send us a photo of this. I think it's folklore. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's true. I'll take that at face value. Believe me. I, I'm so against that thing. Eight billion dollars worth of proton slamming crap underneath the ground. Please. I can't get up to no good. Yeah, maybe it's got something to do with your earthquake machine. Well... You know, of all the things I say, I get the least pushback on that. I <laughs> really I do. Find peculiar, by the way. I really do. People will well, say, "You know what you've done for a change." And unlike all your other crackpot theories, is that at least in this situation, you've documented numerous instances where there, where there have been the edicts by the UN and elsewhere talking about the potential for having these things and how they have to be banned or whatever. Yeah, all the way back to 1977. It's like, hey, you a part of the NATO, so a part of the UN uh, treaty. It's like, uh, you know what? You're not allowed to mess with each other, uh, certainly not with those earthquake machines. I mean, that's pretty much a paraphrase of what they said. We know that everyone's got one. And, uh, oh, man, I could lead into so many stuff from here. But I think we should just... We only uh, do the earth crazy stuff after we, we ask for right, donations. Right, I've got some. Well, let's do, uh, let's do donations for a second. And uh, so there's a couple things I'd like to say off the bat. I got a recommendation from... Uh, one of our producers, listeners, and said, you know, maybe we need to build on the jobs, jobs, jobs. Let me just uh, play jobs, that for you. Jobs, jobs, and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Maybe we should build on that meme and talk about donations, 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 and donations. Or why don't we just take the magic number three? That's the magic number. Three. It it's the magic number. In the morning. So, uh, yeah, we could do that. We could also, if we were going to uh, ask for money, you know, I think a lot of people got their federal income tax uh, checks. Oh, that's right. The In America, um, yeah, I guess that it is around this time that you're, uh, you get your tax checks, refund. A lot, of checks have, a lot of checks have shown up. Hey. Well, you know. if you're, uh, so, and by the way, this is a very happy time. For most people, and they, uh, you get your check in the mail, and it's one of those green ones from the treasury, and uh, I think they clear within uh, yeah. within three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks, and it would be uh, it would be rather nice if you thought of us, uh, not only because uh, you have a couple extra bucks in your pocket, uh, but also because uh, Sunday will be Valentine's Day, and uh, we want to feel loved. So, uh, uh, by the way, just as an aside, uh, our friend Bite Law just sent us a picture. Apparently at CERN, C-E-R-N, they have a statue of Shiva. Yeah, CERN is and in, in Switzerland. Docu- 
Yeah. They're di- signing a document in front of this thing. Yeah, the document is, <laughs> the document is, <laughs> hey, we're going to bring this shite down, boy. Anyway, back to the thing. Okay, anyway, so people should think about giving us, uh, well, I mean, I think it'd be nice if they give us a check, but I don't think that's a good. A percentage would be nice. We just need little- cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Um- <laughs> We have uh, President. I don't know if that uh, helps us or not. That <laughs> we have President Clinton and Bush uh, speaking on our behalf. Please just send us cash. So we got a bunch of sixty-six dollars and sixty-six cent donations. Besides our uh, Gary Raiders, uh, executive producers, we have uh, Jordan Wyatt, uh, who gave us uh, from Australia, who gave us uh, fifty. Uh, Yusef Manzur Tamayo, sixty-six, sixty-six. And he, uh, which by the way is also a very spiritual and sacred number, six, yeah, maybe we six, six, six. six, 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 six. It's a mark of the beast. No, this no, is for the magical was... power of three. John, try to pronounce the Dutch tongue twister. Ready? Go ahead. De kat krap de krulen van de trap. <laughs> Say that again a little slower. De kat d k a t. Two words. Crapped, K-R-A-P-T, which I would assume makes crapped. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, de Krulen van de Trap. <laughs> what? De Kat Krapt, de Krulen van, Krapt, with a B. De Kat Krapt, de Krulen van de, what? Van de Trap. Van de Trap. Yeah, what's There it mean? You, you know what? I, I don't think, I think it's better you don't know. Okay, well, maybe the the Dutch must be laughing. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's like sea, she sells seashells by the seashore. It's a tongue twister. It's like the cat uh, scratches the something from the stairs. It's, it's, it doesn't work. Translation okay. is not good. Anyway, he's in Amsterdam. Jordan's in New Zealand, and uh, we have another guy who doesn't want me to pronounce his name. He wants you to pronounce it because he thinks I can't pronounce it. He's another uh, Belgian guy. He lives in Brussels. He's Dutch. A lot of Dutch in Belgium, and his name is Chris Geilen. G i e yeah G i e l e n Geilen. Which has a funny little. I mean, there's a there's another sexual reference in there, which we don't laugh about names here on No Agenda. No, never. Um, then we got, uh, I'm trying to do this for the, on a spreadsheet. It's terrible. Kyle Miller. Uh, and Kyle is in, <laughs> um, oh, man. He's in uh, Alberta, another one of our Alberta buddies. We got a lot of guys in Alberta. Of course, they got all the money. You know, Alberta could just pay for the whole show easily. Thomas Imbrex. And he is at OATR dot BA. He gave us fifty five fifty five. Another uh, another uh, Belgian guy. I wonder where I get so many Belgians today. Mike uh, Caddick, Australia, and Mike uh, who gave us uh, fifty bucks. Um, and then we have another Australian, uh, Matt Dunk, another sixty six sixty six guy. Um, That's interesting. Why do you think we all of a sudden got a lot of sixty-six, sixty-six uh, donations? I think it's because last week you had two sixty-six, sixty-sixes in a row, and now everyone thinking this People is like quite it. humorous. Okay. The guy, by the way, uh, Chris Guilin, or whatever you pronounce it, he Guilin. actually gave his sixty-eight thirty-three was fifty euros. In fact, oh, so that's interesting. Yeah, and so that's what it is now. Jeez. Uh, and then uh, Ryan Breedlove and Tegan Murray 
Uh, and Ryan Breedlove, 66-66. And he donated on Sunday as well, did he not? Breedlove? Breedlove, yeah. Yeah, Breedlove. He's us. Yeah. Cool. And uh, Tegan Murray, 5005. He's uh, trying to find a summer job so he can give us more money or something. And, and it has been proven just from the uh, just from the karma factor that if you donate to No Agenda, you have a high likelihood of all of a sudden getting hired. And it's it, we've seen this time and time again. And I would like to make another suggestion while we're on that topic. Um, let me see if I can find who uh, suggested that. Uh, someone said, why don't you open up a, a spot on noagendaforums.com, which, by the way, I encourage our listeners to go check in there. That's where the community kind of hangs out uh, to post stuff about the show, to talk about certain topics. A lot of earthquake uh, postings there, earthquake machine postings. Um, if you're looking, maybe we can open up a, a job section and start our own little uh, sub-economy uh, of people who that are would, looking for that jobs. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I think it's a very good idea. And finally, the last guy is Lucas uh, Siglar, who is in the Czech Republic, who gave us uh, $70. Well, it's funny because did we not receive $200 from China, Niels? Uh, I thought that was for the uh, our, our other project. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, he... Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, let me plug him anyway, because uh, he wishes us a very happy Chinese New Year, which, uh, according to him, is uh, on February 14th, Valentine's Day. And oh, that he... came in today. Oh, that came in today? Okay, good. Yeah, I don't, we, we don't do, to, I mean, the, today's, everything that comes in today goes to the Sunday show, or to well, the Thursday I, show. Well, I'm on it now anyway. Do you mind if I just plug no, him? No, you might as well. Okay. We'll just get double plugs. Well, so he... Um, He's in the chat room all the time, China Niels, and he wants us to plug 12VPN.com, 12VPN.com, which uh, he says helps people in many censored countries get back online. I guess he's referring to China. Who is the VPN? Yes, 12VPN.com. So you can, uh, if you're in China, we have a couple listeners who are from China, and you're having some issues getting around stuff. And then uh, while we're on it, another fun initiative. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Russia is the biggest problem we've oh, got. Oh, really? Russia's bigger? Right. We have a lot of Russian listeners. They can't get on. They can't get onto the, the, the donation sites, and they need something like this. Good. And I will also plug noagendastickers.com. Because if you can't donate, uh, and let's face it, uh, we've got a lot of people. I mean, I, it, it warms my heart, yet breaks it at the same time. We have people who uh, see that we provide so much value. They are on, on unemployment, and they actually still choose to send us money. And, and by the way, jumping on the $5 a month subscription is, uh, really helps us a lot. It's nice to get the bigger amounts, like the 6666. But uh, we're trying to build up a base here. And sometime around 2016, just before the big one, then uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be on par. Yeah. Then what happens? It's not like anybody pulls the plug on the $5 a month. PayPal goes out of business. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got to have some contingency for that. That's not funny. No, I know. Can you imagine what that would do? Oh, to my the God. That would, that would screw us. <laughs> totally. Oh, no, that would not be good. So, um, so noagendastickers.com is where you can upload uh, artwork for stickers. And uh, please, uh, if you have uh, the means um, to
to create stickers, print them out, uh, stick them everywhere. Noagendashow.com is the uh, is the URL. I've also, uh, as a part of our other project, which we'll be talking about in uh, in the near future before the end of the month, um, I've uh, set up a new website for noagendastream.com, so it looks a little more professional. We're really trying to do stuff, and part of the reason why I'm here in the uh, – on the 13th floor of the Marriott Hotel in downtown San Francisco is because I'm moving the Crackpot Command Center. I'm making the changes I promised I would make. Uh, I still have the aircraft up for sale. The market is not very good, so it looks like I'm going to have to lower the price uh, oh. to sell it because I'm committed. You know, And last night I was hanging out with a couple of the uh, Mac developers uh, who were in town for Macworld. And uh, every single one of them listens to No Agenda, uh, would love to hear daily source code come back. I've committed to that as well. So I'm really doing my part, and I'm counting on the producers, which is what we call the listeners of this program, uh, to be there for us and uh, to stick it out with us because we're, we're deadly serious about this. John, we, we have, we've, you know, we've made a pact, right? We've said that we're absolutely we're going balls to the wall for this show. I think it's more of a vow. Yeah, of poverty. It really is, uh, so, and, it's, and it's okay. It, it's okay. So I'm right, and I, we do have a project we're 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 working on, and, and all of the donors that we've had have gotten emails about this. And if you if you didn't get one and you donated anything, you probably didn't open it. Uh, and we have a, a follow. We have one follow up letter coming here at the end of the month that the newer donors will also get a copy of in case they want to get involved with this. And this, and this will all be. Uh, discuss in more detail when we actually roll out, officially roll out the uh, No Agenda stream right now. It's still in beta. And uh, then all, everyone will get their credits and we'll have a page up for all the uh, initial producers of that, uh, that, project. that stream project. project yeah. um, I, I want to mention a couple of things with noagendastickers.com. We might want to add a subcategory there because my son suggested, hey, you have a demo that would might, might work. Bumper stickers. Mm. Uh, it's not a, because we still, there's a generation of people that are in the bumper stickers. Well, that, and, and so of course it's no agenda producers do it in the morning is the obvious, uh, bumper sticker. That would work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but any bumper sticker, and I think, by the way, the noagendastickers.com guys, we will we'll catalog all these stickers, and then I think at some point we'll have to award one uh, the the, the official best. the official sticker. We'll have to have, in other words, this will be like a little competition just to see who can do the most compelling sticker. And by the way, another place to stick these things, even though I, we don't advise doing anything illegal. Don't stick no, it where it's, no. don't stick it where it's against the law, but you know, but toll plazas are, are I think they're one of the great spots. But I've noticed that around the US Mevio offices, there's a lot of stickers yep. on the uh, on the uh, places they put newspapers and newspaper. Um, oh, on the on the boxes machines. outside, yeah, yeah the, box, the newspaper, newspaper machine. boxes, yeah. machines. They got stickers all over those things, so I don't know. Maybe that they're they're welcoming. I mean, uh, crikey, John! If George Bush can have a billboard that says "Miss me yet." Certainly, we can get some stickers. Yeah, we get some stickers and put them here and there. So, but do we want that to continue as a, uh, as kind of a, I don't know, guerrilla marketing, we'll call it. And the bumper stickers, like, are the. Because really, the, the, the best thing we can, you know, we know that it's really about one and 1.7% of the people who listen to the show actually donate. It's a very small percentage. Is that right about right? 1.7? Yeah, 1.7 to 2. Which is, you know, not uh, that's decent. It's decent, but it's a very small percentage. So, yeah. you're pro if if you're if you have not donated and you're listening to this program, you're one of n the ninety eight percent who uh, 
enjoy the show without uh, contributing. So the best thing we can do in that case is get more listeners. Yeah, uh, if you can help us get listeners, that would be just as good because, you know, we figure we double our listeners, we double our income. And uh, we can pay better, more bills and we can do more things. So uh, that would be good. So stickers, I think, is one way of doing it. Even though it's a, it's, I, th- I also think it's just fun. All right, noagendashow.com uh, or go to Dvorak.org slash NA or channeldvorak.com slash NA or use that 12VPN.com if you're having trouble getting through to uh, to any of the sites because we are getting locked down. Curry.com is also getting uh, denied access in many places. Uh, so I think noagendashow.com is still pretty clear, uh, but still to get to the donation page, uh, you have to go to uh, Dvorak.org slash NA or channeldvorak.com slash NA. We really appreciate your help. Uh, we're really trying to do something good here, and uh, we're working for it. And John needs a hot-looking secretary. I do. Yes. And now, back to real news. So this kind of caught my eye yesterday. Just in the real news uh, category, MTV has dropped the music television moniker from its logo. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Gee, guys. You're not kidding. Why don't they change it to RTV? Reality. Yeah, reality TV. Show. Do you know that the first, uh, so that, uh, arguably they had the first reality show, which was The Real World. Do you know that that was 18 years ago when that thing first aired? 18 years ago? Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah, I know. From uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands, a lot of stuff going on over there. And uh, and they're feeling, you know, the, the Dutch are, oh man, they're, they're feeling pretty uh, suppressed. And rightly so. So they're now going to put warning labels on their uh, bags of weed, saying that it's not good for you. So if you go into a coffee shop, those that are still left, because they're closing them all down, yep, you'll have a warning label on your weed, which is uh, is obviously ludicrous. And uh, <laughs> a little um, bit, yeah. Well, unless it says warning, you may get a bit wacky. That's okay. And then there's uh, there's this story that, uh, where do we get this from, NBC, a San Francisco man accused of forcing a flight to divert because he was high on medical marijuana. And, well, hold on a second. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Why would it have to divert? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Here's what happened. The guy went nuts. Uh, he was banging around, screaming in the back bathroom, opening all the compartments, had his pants down to the ground, was running around like crazy. And then uh, the uh, flight attendant happened to be a black belt and she got him in a headlock and uh, the guy was struggling. And so uh, they said, well, you know, uh, we got to land the plane because, you know, the guy's out of control, diverted to Pittsburgh. He there told the police he had taken a double dose of his medical marijuana eating two pot cookies before the flight. Now, let me tell you, I may not be an expert on many things. I am, however, an expert on marijuana, having smoked it from the early morn to late at night for 12 years straight. This is not typical pothead behavior. <laughs> when you, the guy would be <laughs> sleeping like a baby. You'd be like, uh, or listen to the music intensely. <laughs> if you're like, dude, I'm loving the flight. Hey, man. This is this is a, one of two things. Either 
it's complete bull crap. Planted. Planted bull crap story. Or they're lacing the medical marijuana with PCP or some other outrageous crap. Yeah, that could be too. But I think it's planted because here's what's going on. We know this is going on. They don't know what to do about it. They're having a ballot measure finally in the state of California, which a lot of potheads have been wanting for the last 40 years. And they're bringing this thing onto the, for the public. And they, now they're going to start dropping. By the way, this is another prediction. The prediction with over, over the next six months or so, they're going to be dropping these bombs just as subtle propaganda points. So people say, oh, I don't know. It causes right. violence. Right. Gonna be, here, here's one. I'm going to predict this one. When this comes out, you're going to be stunned. Wait, it's going to be, they're going to say something that Mexicans are dangerous because of it? No, this is, they have to be more subtle than that. This is going to be, and I'm just as a wild prediction, they're going to do 60 Minutes or one of these shows is going to do a special on Jamaica and how the drug gangs there are violent oh. and they smoke dope all the time. Right. But, of course, that's Kingston where it's uh, coke and heroin and not weed. No, they smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, no, but, but just, Kingston is Kingston violence is with weed. Associate right. violence with weed. All right, so, what, we're on, so we're on the lookout for a story about Jamaica and violence and weed. All right, well, you know what? We call all this stuff time and time again, and sometimes we forget to say, uh, told you so. We should have a jingle. It's no agenda. We told you so. Nah, 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 nah. Something like that. Well, it doesn't have to be that nasty, but yeah, something like that. Meanwhile, they, you know, but meanwhile, of course, the marijuana, legalized marijuana in California would help the budgetary situation because if you play fix-it tickets, this is what's going on now. So um, because of the, the, the amount of time we've been doing this show, which, uh, John, we've had our uh, second anniversary already, I'm sure. We should uh, one of these days figure out how long we've been going with this program uh, without commercial interruption, I might add. Uh, because of it, we, you know, and because of um, what we talk about and often the accuracy uh, of uh, things we peg or predict or uh, or are observing, we get a lot of inside information. And so now it's at the point where people are saying, okay, I'm sending you this. Please don't mention my name. Uh, and this is... Uh, well, I, uh, that was the cue for you to play the, the clip. <laughs> which clip? Fix-it tickets. Oh, I didn't know I had a cue for. Should I play it now? Well, you might. I mean, let me back up. A bit. I, I'm going into a different story. What are you doing? I was trying to fix the do the final the, the icing on the cake for the marijuana. Oh, I'm sorry. Story. And the fix it ticket thing is where we're headed if we don't legalize grass, and they have to start gouging the public. Play it now. Yeah. Well, there are more cops on the streets of Vallejo today. Solano County Sheriff's deputies and the Highway Patrol are helping patrol the city following several of the high-profile violent crimes in recent weeks. The city's police department has lost dozens of officers over the past five years because of their budget cuts. Budget cuts are a problem everywhere, and cities are coming up with a lot of creative ways to pull in more money because of that. Phil Matier says San Francisco is looking for broken taillights and cracked windshields, things like that. Right, Phil? That's right. We've all had it. It's called a fix-it ticket. You get them from cops if your tires are too bald or you've got a busted light, as you said. You get it fixed, you take it in, you get a cop to sign it, you pay a little fee, and everything's okay. Only these days, thanks to state budget problems, the fee's higher, and it seems like more of those tickets are being issued. Here's the story. Ah, interesting. Uh, You know, this has been going on in the U.K. for a long time. 
Yeah, and it's in Oakland. They've, they've changed the p- parking hours to 8 p.m. So people can't go to a restaurant without having to run out and feed oh, the meters. Oh, my God. The whole thing has become a disaster. We need some other forms of income. And this fix-it-ticket thing is a total scam. It's complete. It's been, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the ticketing system in San Francisco and other major cities has been taken over by private industry. They've outsourced it. And they don't give a shit about having the officers sign off on these tickets. This, this was a mistaken report because I've had fix-it-tickets. You pay the ridiculous fine, which is fifty to a hundred dollars for whatever it is, and then that's it. There's nothing to sign; it just goes into the coffers, and you can get the ticket again. Because why would you have a cop sign off on it when you can keep issuing the tickets over and over? Right. You know, so you get more money. It's a complete scam. Yeah, anyway, they got ra- they got to raise money somehow. Yeah, well, legalize dope, and that'll do it. All right, so um, back to my story about inside information. And there's two two parts to this story. Uh, one is about uh, the sugar crisis, which uh, I'm now pretty much convinced this is a um, an artificially created crisis. Uh, and by the way, the cold weather from blowing that hole in the exosphere and thermosphere over Norway, that's what that spiral was all about. That didn't help. That's, uh, that's messed with the uh, weather. Globally, so uh, we've been talking about stevia, which uh, is is now deemed to be the replacement of uh, high fructose corn syrup and other uh, sweeteners, and uh, and so I'm talking to uh, my guys on the inside, and they came up with a very interesting theory. So we know that stevia, which uh, if it's not the hybridized kind, which probably means it's genetically modified in some form or other, and then probably is not going to be good for you. Stevia is a natural uh, sweetener, which although natural and not bad for you, tastes like crap. This is uh, according to my uh, colleague, John C. Dvorak. He, so my guy on the inside thinks that stevia is a red herring. And that the whole plan is to start sweetening stuff that tastes like crap because it contains stevia. And then, boom, we get some kind of magical new sweetener on the market. Something new is being planned. Oh, that could be. That makes a lot of sense. Now, the question is what we have to do is discover what company has got this thing waiting in the wings. Sounds like a good investment. That's what we got to look into, and I and I and I would say that uh, aspartame. It's got to be course, in the literature. It's well, in the literature. Well, aspartame, of course, is uh, is what most companies are using now, including uh, uh, the cola companies. And aspartame, uh, as many of you know, is a company um, originally run by Donald Rumsfeld, just to make you feel good about it, and was outlawed by the Food and Drug Administration until uh, he got into the uh, administration with uh, Bush. And then all of a sudden, oops, it was approved. So maybe we got to look at it somewhere around uh, the Rumsfeld dude and see if he's got anything cooking. But uh, I think it's a great sci- a great theory, and I am uh, definitely looking, and I agree. It's got to be in the literature somewhere. So we're all looking to see what the magic sweetener will be, uh, which will come uh, to replace this crappy-tasting stevia. Yeah, now, that's not a bad. That's a two-step marketing process. It's actually very creative. That That could work. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, no, I, I'm. That's one of the. That's I'm in on that one. I'm. I'm. I'm sold. 
But we have to figure out what the what the what the sweetener is going to be. So it has to be pro- something that's probably borderline toxic. It's possible that Rumsfeld's company, uh, whatever that was, uh, is is surrounding it. We should there were probably uh, research papers. There's a number of good websites now that you can look up research, and uh, I think artificial sweeteners would be the uh, search term. And that uh, it has to be something that's uh, hasn't been approved, and it has some weird characteristics that's probably dangerous, but really sweet or something who knows so uh, produ- producers out there get on the Googles and start looking for it because there's got to be something we haven't found yet and it's got to be coming and there's a couple things that can happen one uh, you know we'll be able to play that jingle we don't have yet and two we could make a bundle <laughs> we, could make a lot of, we could make a lot of money investing in that company yeah it's a possibility now um if we're going to stay, is this is this a section of real news? Because if we are, I, we have to play a couple of these bad acting clips. Uh, uh, before we get to that, can I just do one more that'll blow you away? Okay. So, um, is this real news though? No, no. This is, well, this is like uh, inside information. Oh, that's right. Inside. Insider, this is financial insider stuff. Because you know, I'm I continue to investigate the sham that is the uh, the Bush Clinton involvement in, oh, yeah. ra- in raising money for Haiti. Same. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Shysters show up and take advantage of people's goodwill and generosity. So uh, the Bush, (laughs) the Clinton Bush for Haiti fund does not actually exist. I'll just reiterate it. Go ahead and look at it. If you look at the website, it says it right there. It says the money is going into uh, a Texan, Texas foundation that uh, George Bush is a board member of, who have about $600 million in the bank. In the bank, I'm telling you. You can take that to the bank. And, uh, and then the other half of the money is going to the William Jefferson Clinton Foundation. And so I'm looking at this thing. We've already, we already know the, the uh, Better Business Bureau uh, has uh, like seven or eight counts of uh, fail for uh, for that foundation, uh, amongst uh, others, you know, board members are not known. All kinds of really shady crap. We know that from the financials, they hey, uh, did 135 million dollars in fundraising last year, 30 million of which went to um, salaries. Which many people who work in nonprofits are just they emailing us saying, "What? That's outrageous." And so one of my guys on the inside who apparently works at a financial uh, institution that either is either in Switzerland or has a uh, an affiliate in Switzerland, um, overheard, and he's sending me the transcripts, because you know, a lot of these meetings are documented, about a group that is establishing itself in Zug. Are you familiar with Zug? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, Zug, Z-U-G, is one of these small little hamlets in Switzerland that has its own uh, tax regulation. And essentially, uh, the people that live there uh, all have the last name of Inc. <laughs> so it's a whole bunch of Inks, as in I-N-C. And so there was a guy uh, who was uh, setting up an Inc. And uh, here's the quote. He's not happy. He says, quote, a lot of, and I, I'm sorry to use this language, but I have to use the quote. A lot of fucking dickheads are looking for info that's none of their concern. And uh, he went on to say that he had to set up uh, a business in Zug because there's somebody he had to pay some money back to for something he did for him a while back. Okay, so that's the information. Now, the name of the guy, Pincus Green. 
Does this ring a bell? No, I never heard of Pink is Green. Pink is Green was one of President Clinton's presidential pardons when he left office. No. So, and this guy was in jail for embezzlement, tax fraud, etc. So, if you connect the dots, Pink is Green gets pardoned by the president. He goes to set up a thing in Zug, and he's slushing money into the Clinton Foundation. Because where else are you getting $135 million from? And Clinton's extracting it in salaries. That's how it works. Well, Zug is in a beautiful location. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to set something up. <laughs> I mean, it's like a very nice lake. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm just saying. Great idea. I'm just saying it's kind of messed Who knew up. Who that Clinton was this much of a sharp operator? <laughs> He's brilliant. All right. Uh, is it time to go back to real news? Yeah. And now, back to real news. Bad acting on my favorite I, topic on No Agenda. I wanted to do a, I think I'm going to do a segment every so often when I, usually when I don't have enough clips. Because, you know, the, the C-SPAN stuff has been terrible. All you get is this woman moaning about mud huts. I mean, this is not interesting. I got a Hannity clip that's kind of okay, but it's just a ridicule, something he said. Uh, so I thought we'd play a little bad acting, which would just annoy you to no end, and this should be as annoying as any of it. Now, the first one is a bad acting clip number one is from the uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent with Jeff Goldblum performing his heart out. And uh, just so you know, we, we love listening to television programs, drama uh, drama programming because only then when you take away the images can you hear how bad the acting really is so uh, clip one yeah Jeff Goldblum oops you there John yeah oh, you dropped out Jeff Goldblum oh. what he's playing the piano and he comes off to say that he's a you know he's a he's a cop and this you'll see hear it okay first of all Jeff Goldblum playing the piano that's funny right there And I'm a cop. <laughs> Were you, uh, you one of the losers in the 50,000? Why are you a cop? <laughs> because I like it, and I'm good at it, and that kid is a killer. <laughs> John, why are you a cop? Because uh, I like it, and um, I'm, I'm good, at, good it, at it, and, and uh, uh, that kid is, is a killer. Killer. I just needed to end with dramatic music. Nice. You know, by the way, that little town of Zug is a short, very short drive on the four, uh, or actually the four A from the three uh, from Zurich, the real seat of power of Switzerland. Okay, now, bad acting number two came from the, just to keep it, the variety, this is from the CIS New York show, and this has some of the flattest acting in the world, and this, this clip speaks for itself. Having any fun? No, 
always having fun. It's the best part of the job, putting the pieces of the puzzle together. I got a call from Flag. I can't believe he brought you into this. You know what? If he wants to arrest the kid, then fine. But I'm not going to court to testify that the evidence was conclusive. No, Stella. No, this kid has had a bum rap every step of the way. I mean, his mother dies when he's young. His father gets murdered. He gets Stella. into the foster care system, which is a beaut, let me tell you. And now he may be convicted of a crime that he didn't commit. Stella. The Flack had no Stella. right. What? Your cell phone was off and you haven't checked your messages. Flack called to say that he wouldn't go to the DA until you both agree and that he didn't mean to be so... I think he said, thick. Oh. Guess I may have overreacted a little. Yeah. You have to be so quick with you. Yeah. Here's the jail's visitor's log. Thank you. Bobby Logano, he's got quite a few visitors from Lance Moretti. Best part of the ah! Shoot me. I can't listen to it. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a YouTube clip. That because uh, you know we're always joking about uh, you know how uh, how all these dramatized series are uh, are trying to make you believe that the cops have all this amazing technology where they can zoom, enhance, rotate, and they always see the perpetrator in the reflection off the bald guy's head or off right. a screw on a license plate. And meanwhile, Mevio's uh, studio got broken into uh, two months ago downstairs in the basement. And the cops come in, and we're like, well, can't you dust for prints? Nah, nah, yeah, we can't really get much off of anything. It has to be the certain type of surface. They couldn't even dust for prints. I'm like, where, you know, <laughs> don't you have, like, the ultraviolet glasses? And, and, the, and the gas that makes yeah, prints appear yeah, anywhere? Yeah, so listen to this clip, which is a... Uh, it's uh, uh, a compilation of all these shows. Okay, now let's get a good look at you. It's kind of fun to see the video with it, but you'll get the audio Holy soon man. enough. Run that back. Wait a minute. Go right. There, freeze that. Full screen. Okay, freeze that. Tighten up on that thing. Vector in on that guy by the back wheel. Zoom in right here on the spot. With the right equipment, the image could be enlarged and sharpened. What's that? It's an enhancement program. Can you clear that up any? I don't know. Let's enhance it. Enhance section A6. I enhance the detail and... say the same thing <clears throat> freeze enhance zoom in got him a friend of mine who's becoming a lawyer says that this sort of thing is is poisoning the jury pool in this country 
Oh, I'm sure it is. By making people think cops can do more than they can, so when they testify, they, they're given a free reign to say whatever they want. It could be total horse crap. Meanwhile... It's a very dangerous situation. Meanwhile. And this is not storytelling, by the way. You know, these guys are basically cheating on their storyline because, you know, you enhance, and the next thing you know, you got the guy's face, which is like not d detective work or anything else. It's just bogus. Yeah, and people believe this. And people, people believe, believe it. it. Yeah. So meanwhile, uh, two guys who were uh, smoking in a Queens bowling alley, who, uh, you know, of course, the security guard came up and said, hey, you guys can't smoke here. Get out! You can't smoke here! And so, uh, don't have all the details. I got the story in the show notes at noagendashow.com. The guys, of course, said, well, screw you. We're going to smoke. And the security guard shot them both in the stomach. <laughs> it's quite a contrast to the security guards up in Seattle who let some girl kick the crap out of somebody else as they stood around. Yeah, I was just watching that on, uh, on Fox News. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, you know, something happened in the in the Ukraine while we weren't watching. Very interesting. Oh. Yeah, uh, you know, there were two. Uh, so we have the uh, Princess Leia looking woman. Her name is uh, Yulia Timoshenko. And uh, she, of course, wants to be uh, part of NATO and the European Union and uh, wants to be in. And then there's the uh, the opposing uh, candidate, Viktor uh, Yanukovych, I think I, I'm, I know I'm butchering that. So they had their elections and Victor won. No, and, uh, and now everyone's saying, well, there's going to be protests in the streets because everyone wants to be a part of Gitmo Nation. It's impossible. And you see yeah. this woman, this woman is, you just want, you just want to hate her. She's got that, you know, that braid over the top of her head and she's got that, ugh, she's always wearing white designer clothing and pearls and, you know, for a, a country that is, not necessarily in the best of economic shape. And, of course, uh, she was a part of the, uh, I think, the was it the Orange Revolution? Mm. Don't know. But yeah, I have to get catch back up with the Ukrainian situation. Yeah, because typically what happens very much like Georgia is, uh, you know, the, or or Haiti, for that matter. You know, the, the CIA will come in, will support uh, the guy that they want in, and... Uh, Essentially, they have their hit squads, you know, cr causing a ruckus in the streets. In the, in the CIA book, uh, Legacy of Ashes, documents this perfectly, as does Confessions of an Economic Hitman. And then they also will threaten the incumbent and say, or, or the person they don't want to win, and say, you know what, uh, we'll kill you. Uh, so how about we take you to Africa, and we set you up with a nice pad, and you shut up. And isn't that much better for everybody? Oh, by the way, here's this gun. I'm holding it to your family's head. And that's uh, how it works. It's effective. It's <laughs> you can't, yeah, you you can't uh, you can't deny that. So, uh, so there's something else going on. I have not gotten to the bottom of it. Maybe somebody could explain it. But play Vancouver Olympics protester. And another U.S. activist has been blocked from entering Canada to cover the Vancouver Winter Olympics. John Weston Osborne of Salt Lake City says he was detained, searched, and denied entry after trying to cross over into Canada. 
was expecting to get. Uh, I was expecting to get kind of shook down, but I wasn't expecting the type of just the animosity and the the the, the, the humiliation. Even though it was only two hours, it was a really uh, unsettling experience because I was. They made me well aware that I had no rights and that, that there was no one there to protect me. Osborne's ordeal comes days after Canadian border officials block Chicago radio journalist Martin Macias from entering Canada because he was planning to spend a week documenting anti-Olympic protests. And those are some of the headlines. Yeah. How is that a headline? Uh, Because it's basically saying stay away. No, how's this a headline, though? This was one of the headlines. We got this dipshit, and I don't know, I don't know the kid. But he tries again, but I send you, the, in the show notes, there's a link to an article about him. He actually was told twice not to come in. But, I, I mean, how hard is it to walk into Canada, unless you, unless you go to there and you go, so what do you hear, eh? I'm going to see the Olympics. Okay, go on in. Or, what are you doing, eh? Why are you coming to Canada? And you say, because the Canadians suck and they're, they're, they're <laughs> slavers and they're and i'm going to see prove it by like, filming all the protests that you guys are going to see <coughs> i mean what 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 how what do you do you, you get to the border and then you say where are you go- doing i'm going to canada to watch the olympics come on in there's like hundreds of thousands of people going up there to watch it or tens of thousands going up there as we speak they don't have any trouble getting in why does this dipshit I'm dying here. Why does this dipshit have trouble getting in? I don't know, man. Because he's either got a big protest. You know, the the cool T-shirt, by the way, which I think is hilarious. I don't know if you've seen it, but this T-shirt, all the protesters are wearing, you probably had it on, is a bunch of, you know, the the Olympic rings. Yeah. Every one of the rings is a part of a handcuff. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that. It's actually quite attractive. If anyone can get me one of those, I'll wear it. We'll wear real handcuffs. I'll wear the, I'll wear the thing and try to get into Canada. But what is the going on? What is the protest about the Olympics? I mean, it's just a stupid commercial enterprise. Yeah. So first of all, yeah, people do have to understand that the Olympics is a commercial deal okay and this is big 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 money and it's all about the television rights it's about the big sponsorships and i have met and worked with people of the international olympic committee uh subcommittees that is of of countries they're jackasses they are complete control freak out of control thinking that they rule the world under this Old style uh, European corporate type. Oh, and they all they like, oh, it's so important, the Olympics. Ugh. Well, it's just another sporting event that's completely commercialized, and they treat all of these athletes like slaves. And there's a story in the show They're notes exploited. where they, ha- yeah, totally exploited. And they, you know, they they have to wear certain clothing. And, you know, it has to look tight and trim, and you can't have socks that are too short. And basically, shut up, slave, and and ski, ski, you slave. And uh, so there's all kinds of weird stuff going on. Uh, and, and, oh, by the way, we should definitely mention that because there's a lack of snow, which uh, <laughs> I love that, <laughs> which is uh, being called freakish. This, of course, is being used uh, as a you see, you see, climate change is true. Eh! The science is in science. Meanwhile. Uh, the government, our government in Gitmo Nation, old school, 
opened up a new climate research center. They had to postpone it due to bad weather, I might add, due to the <laughs> snowstorm in uh, Washington, uh, D.C. John, I want you to bring up climate.gov, and I encourage the chat room to do this as well, because uh, I have a question for you. So, uh, you know, essentially, and by the way, it's uh, now what you're hearing everywhere because cap and trade is now uh, being discussed once again. So healthcare is kind of on the back burner. Cap and trade is coming. I have something to say about that as well. Um, and this, of course, is based upon the science, which we all know is in the science is in of uh, climate change. Um. They're saying that, uh, well, you know, the bad weather we're having right now is because of climate change. Just so you know, now that it's totally out of control. No, it's because of global warming. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, they're calling it climate climate change. But it's because of global warming, it's snowing more. All right? So uh, as long as you understand the science is in. Now, so the national, the NOAA, which stands for National Oceanography, what is it? Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Yeah, those guys. So they're starting up their own climate division because, of course, all of these douchebag scientists in the UK uh, and and in Europe, a part of the IPCC, falsified the data. So now we have to come up with some new secure data. And, uh, and, and, you know, they're saying, oh, we're releasing all, I'm sure Vivek Kundra is behind this somewhere. Oh, we're releasing all the data we have on climate change. And it'll, it'll, just like weathermen, it'll now start a whole new industry of people who are talking about the climate. So they've got some of this data on the homepage of climate.gov. If you scroll down, John, they have a number of charts. And the charts are temperature, carbon dioxide, parts per million, incoming sunlight, uh, I guess it's WM square, so warmth per square meter, sea level, and Arctic and then Arctic sea ice. So you've got the you've got these five charts. Look at these charts, John. What do, as as a as a an, a learned man, what is the first thing you see that is an anomaly amongst these five charts? Well, the thing that gets me is that the charts don't have the same endpoint, but more importantly, they only go back to 1950. Well, I think that it's most of you, you nailed it right off the bat. The only, so the charts all end around 2004, except for the incoming sunlight chart, which ends around the end of 1999. Yeah, it seems to be 10 years of data missing. And yeah, and it seems to be spiking up significantly. So all these charts, four of them, have data up until 2004, except for sunlight, which you think that could cause something to warm? (laughs) Well, not only that, but it's not as though this is data that needs a lot of massaging. But I mean, look at it. It stops. They just they stop measuring sunlight after after 1999. What happened to the data? Why is it not there? I don't know. Maybe uh, the c- computer crashed. I don't know. <laughs> so it's bogus. And you look through this thing. Oh my God, man! They've got oh, they've got educational program here under education. Click on that one for a second. The oh, word here- grant seems to come up a lot. Oh yeah. Now here's all this stuff. Teaching Why don't we resources. Start a good little organization and score some cash. <laughs> Teaching resources. Student activities, interactive tools, lab and session plans, present climate science. They're indoctrinating our children. With as far as I'm concerned, you know, the minute you say the science is in and it covers everything, then all the science is unreliable. That's how science works. 
That's how it works. It, science is always up for debate. And it's and they're just plowing ahead, plowing straight through all of all a part of uh of cap and trade, which is now coming into play. And uh you might want to note about cap and trade. Uh House Resolution hold on a second. Let me pull this up for you, because of course I've been doing that work for you. Uh where is it? <sighs> Explain cap and trade for a minute, John, while I look for this. Yeah, the idea is that uh, companies that produce a lot of CO2 will have the emissions capped at some level. In other words, they can't produce any more than that. But they can trade. Uh, they can produce more if they trade someone else who produces less than their cap. In other words, you have company A producing the number two uh, and the company B producing the number 0.5 and the cap is one. Uh, the two guy can trade some of the 0.5 for his and knocks his down to one point five and then he has to find somebody else like that and he can anyway get the picture. It's just a, it's a it's a scam is what it is. It doesn't so, cap anything. I mean all it does is create a phony market. If they as all the left wingers say I'm in total agreement with them. If you want to cap CO two emissions because you're sincere about this, we, uh, this is by the way a giveaway to me that they're not sincere. If you want to cap because I don't think it's I think they're insincere and I think the CO two thing's bogus. You want to cap it, you cap it. You don't cap and trade. You cap it. You say you can't do it. You just can't do it. They don't have pollution. They don't have a guy belching out black smoke in the middle of San Francisco <laughs> trading with some guy who's not belching any smoke out in Kansas City. It's the same thing. All right. So we have H.R. 2454, the cap and trade bill. And uh, here we go in the cap and trade bill, uh, which was passed by the House of uh the House. The, the, the House. Was it not also passed by? Oh, no. It, so it's in the Senate. Yeah, it's going to die there, I hope. Okay. The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, estimates that in just a few years, the average cost to every family of four will be $6,800 per year. And here's the crazy thing. If you want to sell your home, and that includes a mobile home, you will have to obtain a license actual permission from the EPA because your home has to be properly weatherized, you have to have all the the right energy and water efficiency requirements, which of course will all be crap made by GE that you'll have to install in your home. And otherwise, you will not obtain the license, the freedom to sell your home. Yeah, that's one of many things. And also, there's a discussion of a yearly uh, energy wasting inspection. You have to have somebody come in every so often and check your house to make sure you're not leaking, you know, so you're not wasting energy because that's causing more CO2 and all the rest of it. There's a bunch of onerous little regulations in this stupid law, which was the most, I think it was, the people that voted for it or even thought fondly of it should be, you know, excoriated, kicked out of office and, and tarred and feathered. Yeah. This is a very anti, this is just a, a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, situation. It's, it's inexcusable. It's reprehensible, actually. And then, of course, the funniest piece uh, of let me Let me reiterate, by the way. You want to cap CO2? You cap it. You don't cap and trade. You don't create all this other bogus crap. You don't create inspectors. You don't create a, a bureaucracy. You don't you limit people on selling their house. You just cap it. If you're sincere, just cap it. Pass the law. Just cap it. What's the big deal? From the uh, We Predicted It department, 
Um, of course, the uh, body scanners, the naked body scanners that are now being set up across uh, in airports all across uh, Gitmo Nation. That's globally. Um, we said, you know, what's going to happen? Some celebrity is going to have uh, his or her picture. It'll be naked and it'll get out there. And then they're probably going to, you know, clamp down and, uh, you know, offer some kind of bounty and, uh, you know, and then debunk it all. <coughs> and what happens at Heathrow Airport? Yatata. We have a Bollywood star. Yep. He goes through the naked body scanner. What's his name again? Uh, nah, Adon- I don't know. Who cares? Adonis. We have any Indian listeners. Uh, what difference does it make? Uh, Sean, well, in at Heathrow, if you've ever been through Heathrow, um, many of the security personnel are Indian or Pakistani. Yeah, and they want to get pictures of these hot, especially these hot Bollywood yeah. women. Well, so this, so, the, so this is a guy. So we have Indian film star, Bollywood star, uh, Shah Rukh Khan. He goes through the naked scanner, and then two female... Security uh, employees come up to him and say, hey, could you please sign this picture <laughs> of your naked ass? And he said, it was like everything was visible. I, it was me naked. And they asked me for to sign pictures. Of course, he's such a douche. He signed the pictures. What an idiot. He should have grabbed the damn thing and started screaming at the top of his lungs. Well, he went on Jonathan Ross, which is kind of the, the weekly version of The Tonight Show in the UK. And he, and he, and he basically laid this story down. Oh, you know what? It was another good thing. If somebody, you know, they should say, oh, that's a great, that's great. Let me sign it for you here. Hold it up and get your picture. Yeah. And then taking a picture of them with his camera phone. Whatever the case is. Yeah, this is going on. Who are we kidding? They can't stop it. The thing it's is a that- scandal. It is one, it, this is a classic example of what happens when these bureaucrats, this got nothing to do with security. It's all security theater. Then they're going to make us go through this, and they're just basically collecting naked pictures. They're a bunch of perverts. Yes. Perverts and the real pedophiles are in the highest levels of government. I guarantee it. Now, I can say that because I have nothing at stake. Charlie Sheen, on the other hand, whenever he comes out and says something, they immediately shame him and throw throw him in jail. Have you been following Sheen? No, I followed the last couple of things. But I know there's something new that happened, but I never followed well, up. Well, he, was, he, was, you know, he was charged with assault. Uh, he had some kind of argument with his uh, with his wife on, oh, yeah. uh, on Christmas he Day. Took a knife to her throat. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so she drops all charges. She says, hey, you know, it, look, it, whatever. It wasn't all that bad. You know, she drops the charges. But meanwhile, the judge is giving him, you know, like all kinds of, you know, uh, restrictions, and he can't do this, can't do that. He's on probation. So they're messing with him. Of course, Charlie Sheen is a guy who always comes out and says, hey, this is messed up. <laughs> He's kind of like a New World Order CN guy. And, he, you know, so they screw with it. It doesn't matter because Charlie Sheen was like, hey, I love two and a half men. I don't care what the guy does. It doesn't, doesn't work with them. It just, it just doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's sick. But this thing with the uh, with the picture, having the picture taken, and after all these, oh, don't worry about it. You know, there's no problem. It's never going to happen. I want to do uh, two more things about... Uh, and by the way, you can just imagine when Pam Anderson comes through the uh, Curse machine. Curse snap. You know it. You know there's going to be naked pictures. There's going to be tons of them, and it's going to be a joke. It's just going to be a joke, and we're all going to go, oh, okay, 
Well, whatever. Hey, you got a copy of that picture? <laughs> Who knew that would happen? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Simon Cowell, he released his, uh, Celebrities of X Factor for Haiti, which huh? is, I mean, we talked about this, that they were going to do a, like a, a USA for Africa, We Are the World. Oh, right, right, a, a, a show. Yeah, well, no, it's a song. They did, uh, uh, Everybody Hurts from R.E.M., they covered that, and it, the video, I can't even play it. Because all it shows is people like dying and their limbs chopped off, and then everybody hurts, and then people going like, "Oh, it's horrible!" Everybody, and at the end, people are going like, "Thank you, thank you for helping us." It makes me want to puke. Disgusting. Fake. That song's inappropriate. It's inappropriate, and it's a bunch of fake. The song's inappropriate. It's not about people yeah. having their limbs. It's about, you know, anguish. You know, this is not the same as somebody had their leg crushed as, oh, everybody hurts. Hey, your leg's crushed. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> leg's crushed. Yeah, don't hurts. worry about it. Everybody hurts. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. I feel your pain. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Hey, your arm just got amputated. I feel your it's pain. Extremely, it's, it's extremely. Bad. Callous. It's bad. It's callous. It's the worst kind of callousness. These people should be ashamed of themselves. And uh, and they've got them all there, man. They've got all the all the mega celebrities. They're all a part of it. Uh, Rod Stewart's in there. They've got uh, uh, what's her name? The, the that, crazy do opera any of these singer? celebrities realize how callous this is? Can't one of them say, "Hey, I'm not going to do this. This is sick." No, I th- or, I th- no are they, they are they so stupid? No, they are. They have to be on board with the program. You cannot be a celebrity, certainly not in the music business, if you're not on board with the program. They kick you out in seconds. This is what Jay-Z, Jay-Z is popular and he's making jokes about the Killuminati because he knows that he's controlled by him. He's literally controlled by, by the, you know, this is mind control. Music is great for mind control. That's why they use it. Here, listen to a little bit of this. Uh, a lot of people died. A lot of people are suffering. The largest humanitarian effort they've ever seen. People are going to be running out of food, out of water. My country is in great difficulty. Situation here is about as bad as you can get. It is the kind of horror Haiti has never known. When you're sure you've had enough. I just keep showing like kids maimed and bleeding and it's sadistic. Yeah, and they all have these, these you know, these listeners. That's horrible. Uh, we're so good. We're singing for Haiti. Make the song go to number one. Each minute the people die. I mean, fast forward to the end. You can hear how it, it becomes so positive at the end. It makes you want to throw up. And now they've got pictures of rescuing babies. Oh, look, we're so good. We're rescuing babies. Future workers in the casino. Here it comes. The crescendo. Good job. Good job. Thank you, America. Thank you, England. Oh, we're handing out water. Oh, a baby is born. Sometimes human endurance and the human spirit are quite something. 
the men and women uh, who will truly, mainly men, I think, though, who will truly save the world uh, so for- uh, from uh, from the destruction that is uh, being brought upon us by the uh, the bankers. And then, of course, I'm talking about the hackers of the world. The hackers. Uh, down under in Australia, ladies and gentlemen, Operation Titstorm has begun as hackers are bringing down government websites left and right. Um, this is over the small-titted women? Yep. This is the, uh, the group known as Anonymous, of course, known for its war against uh, the Church of Scientology. Have been launching broad attacks on government websites. Broad attacks. Broad attacks, yes. Bringing sites down and promising to follow up with spamming government offices with pornographic emails, faxes, and phone calls. I am loving it. Keep it up. Well, the Australians, you know, as far as I'm concerned, are beneath contempt for uh, kind of condemning small topped women into being uh, perceived as. Elements of child porn. It's extremely insulting. Yeah, and there's another thing going on down there that uh, it seems like uh, they're going to start killing off the old people in Australia. Mm. Uh, the government is all kinds of news about uh, oh the aging population. It's a problem. You know, we've got to control the population. We've got to you know the old people are going to be eating up all the resources. And so they, there's like tons of, of stories about this from Bloomberg to even The Economist picked up on it. So you can uh, read all of those links in uh, the show notes at noagendashow.com. How did Australia go so wrong? Well, the thing is, I, I wonder, I don't know. It's, uh, well, it's not just Australia. Have you ever heard of NPG? NPG.org? No. You should look at this thing. NPG uh, stands for Negative Population Growth, and uh, they have a, a scholarship contest. Entries must be received by April 23rd, 2010. NPG, a national membership organization devoted to population issues, invites students to compete in our annual scholarship contest. This year, we are asking students to create a print advertisement appropriate for a magazine or newspaper, Ads must be at least 100 words, not more than 200 words. Your ad should persuade the general public to support programs that are designed to slow, halt, and eventually reverse population growth. I'm thinking we can come up with a pretty good ad. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is, but this is an amazing organization. They are all, they want to bring America back to, uh, 50 to 100 million people. And they're and they're offering scholarships to, to, to propagate what, for their message. Who are hitmen? I mean, what do you? Yeah, they try to, to propagate their message. Uh, it's uh, abhorrent. Well, the scholarship idea might not be a bad thing. I'll look into it for my daughter. <laughs> well, for your for your daughter, we have uh, we have something even better. We have uh, Gardasil uh, now being, they're handing out free shopping vouchers in shopping malls. They're not going to give her that, and it's not a scholarship. That's not going to get her through college. Yeah, but she can be walking through the mall, and and the uh, the fine companies that produce Gardasil and other forms of this horrible vaccine that has been maiming and killing girls, soon to be administered to boys, they're handing out uh, $75 shopping vouchers if you uh, agree to take the shot. Wow. Yeah. That's terrible. 
<laughs> yeah, of course, of course it's terrible. Just bribe people to get sh- injected with this crap. Well, there you go. So uh, you might want to mention it to her that that's not a good idea because I can see girls going like, oh, crap, 75 bucks. I'll take that. I'll go shop with that. Yeah, she's likely very conservative about stuff like that. She'd be skeptical. Good. Anything else you want to do, John, before we uh, close down? Well, we can play we can play Hannity's clip just as a joke here because it's kind of funny to listen to him because these guys are now just kind of babbling and kind of meaningless, uh, uh, just kind of cliches, and it comes out funny sometimes, like it did in this case when Hannity seems to think that. Well, just play it. Before men were making cars and driving them around, we all remember the hockey, the hockey stick. The hockey stick. Yeah, it, it turned out to be a right, fraud. The, the serious side of this is the science. Well, let's just say the science is in dispute. Fair enough. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Let's say that we we do know that the global warming hysteria, the alarmists, that they manufactured science, they manufactured emails. Okay, so they've been lying to the public, and politicians have been using that. And the Democrats in the House passed cap and tax. That was going to cost. The the average American family, 3,000 jobs, and we're going to have to outsource to other countries our manufacturing. I don't think. So, so the average family is going to lose 3,000 jobs. <laughs> he, he is kind of dorky. <laughs> the average family is going to lose 3,000 jobs, and we're going to have to outsource to other countries. I don't have. I wish I had 3,000 people working for me. <laughs> I, I think I'm, we're going to have to work 3,000 jobs, John, uh, if we don't get more donations. Oh, we're going to have to be working pretty damn hard. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right, Dvorak.org slash NA for those of you who need to donate. And, uh, and also, uh, thanks. I want to thank everybody who's donated to our uh, No Agenda stream, which is a different, uh, who will all get mentioned, by the way, on the No Agenda stream. Yeah, and if you, uh, if you donate before the end of the month, I think we can still get them in on the program. We'll do one ma- Yeah, last. one more mailing and just a thank you note and plus a uh, uh, for the new newcomers. So I think that's about it. Yeah, I would like to thank everyone who has uh, supported our show. Um, because it really does help, and uh, there is uh, a pinprick of light at the end of the tunnel, but uh, if we don't keep it going, it's going to be a problem. I want to get to my magic number three for three shows a week. I want to do daily source code. I'm going to need to supplement uh, income, essentially. I don't know about you, John. Oh, I need more money than you do. Yeah, you got like 18 kids. <laughs> With four wives, crazy. Yeah, that's the way it goes. All right, new Crackpot Command Center will be fully operational by Sunday, I hope. Right now from the 13th floor of the Marriott in San Francisco, I'm Adam Curry. I expect us to be late on Sunday because I doubt if the Crackpot <laughs> Command Center will even be hooked up to the Internet. But I could be wrong. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday for early service. Meet you there, right here on No Agenda. <laughs>